Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AEW Rampage, episode 100, and it starts with the Dark Order's Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno, and John Silver defeating Hangman, Adam Page, and the Young Bucks of the Elite in a very good opener. Better than the last match from a couple weeks ago. Typical heel fashion here to win, though, with the referee being distracted by Kanosuke Takeshita, who showed up on the apron, as Uno low-blowed Page, followed by Claudio Castagnoli, who ran in and took out Page with an uppercut, as Uno rolled up Page for the win. Kenny Omega ran out after and chased away the heels. We got a QTV where Harley Cameron is still trying to flirt with Anthony Bowens before seeing a clip of Johnny TV spin-kicking a phone, playing acclaimed music right into a trash can. Pretty impressive. We have a blind eliminator tag team tournament quarterfinal match as Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara defeated Jeff Jarrett and Matt Hardy. Jay Lethal threw the guitar in trying to get Matt Hardy to use it but he kicked it back. Guevara followed this by hitting the GTH on Hardy as Garcia gets the pin. Sammy played the baby face with the entrance in this in this match uh, high-fiving the fans. Jeff Jarrett and his family attacked Hardy after until Isaiah Cassidy ran out and tried to save him just to get chokeslammed by Saddam Singh. They kept attacking Hardy until Ethan Page ran out for the save and got a pretty big pop here in Canada. Hiku Rashida defeated Marina Shafir in a pretty quick match winning with the guitar Chris Statlander with a quick promo saying she'll defend her TBS title against anyone and debuted the catchphrases The Defeater of the Undefeated and Chris Stat is where it's at. We have another blind eliminator tag team tournament quarterfinal match as Big Bill and Brian Cage defeated Trent Beretta and Matt Seidel. Pretty good match here with both blind teams feeling that like they already are established tag teams. And a crazy finisher here is Cage powerbomb Seidel at the same time that Big Bill hit a tall lariat on Seidel who was on Cage's shoulders. We go to uh, Impact Wrestling and before the Impact, Dirty Dango defeated Crazy Steve after hitting an inverted DDT. Dango called out Santino Morella after and they treated a couple of words until Heath showed up from behind and took out Dango with the wake up call. On the main show, Eddie Edwards defeated Frankie Kazarian. As a referee was taken out, Alicia attacked Kazarian with a candlestick, followed by the Boston Knee Party from Edwards for the pen. Leo Rush and Nick Aldis had a bit of a back and forth backstage, but seemed to be on the same page for tonight. Kazarian challenged Edwards to a rubber match at Slammiversary, and since Edwards is bringing his wife Alicia, he's going to bring his wife, Tracy Books, the original knockout. Rich Swan and Simon Callahan defeated Champagne Singh and Shearer pretty easily with a kick cactus driver combo as Callahan pinned Singh. Another Dango video where he says he wasn't watching wrestling since it was cool. Uh, he hasn't watched wrestling since it was cool. That was back in 1998 and when he found out his heroes aren't who you think they are. Said he's moved past a Fandango gimmick while Santino held on to his gimmick with his Cobra. And then told Heath that his opponent for next week to go get a new profession. Jonathan Gresham's defeated Angels. Pretty fun match here with a bunch of back and forth until the end where Gresham trapped in the octopus as Angels tapped out. Diener yelled at Angels throughout the match and showed frustration after and told Angels not to shake Gresham's hand but Angels said he didn't need Diener anymore and went and shook Gresham's hand anyway. The ABC and the Rascals had a promo backstage as Chris Bay says Zachary Wentz might have won the titles elsewhere but never was Impact Tag Team Champion so Wentz challenged Bay to a match for next week. Deanna Peraza told Trinity backstage that she doesn't need her help and put out an open challenge for next week. PCO defeated the Good Hands in a handicap match. PCO got the quick win after hitting the PCO assault on John Schuyler for the pin. Jason Hotch started attacking Scott Demore, who was on commentary for this match after, but Demore took him out before Bully Ray made his way out. Steve Macklin attacked PCO and Bully Ray from behind before Bully Ray joined in with a chair. They handcuffed Demore for the ro- to the ropes and then put PCO through a table. Then they followed this by bringing PCO out to the parking lot and they set him on fire. Uh, check this out if you haven't. Giselle Shaw defeated Courtney Rush. Jessica Savannah Evans Jay Vidal all get involved on the outside until Shaw rolls up Rush with her feet on the ropes for the pen. Kenny King and Sheldon Jean were backstage until a lady stopped King for a photo, but the, then she went to tip him some cash, but he stopped her and got upset that everybody is doing this since Joe Henry uh, revealed to the world that he used to be a stripper. Joe Henry interrupts them and brings out Yuri Ramora as his partner, and they will face off in a tag team match next week. Nick Aldis and Leo Rush defeated the Motor City Machine Guns after Rush hit Chris Saban with a low blow, while Aldis had the referee distracted, followed by the final hour to Saban as Rush gets the pen.
You go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. Commander defeated Gringo Local. Wild opener here with Commander getting the pin on Local after hitting a springboard 450. It should be noted that Alex Abrahantis has now started being in Commander's corner. Daniel Garcia defeated Christopher Daniels. Commentary mentioned how Daniels recently had a procedure done that made his eye heal, so now it looks like it's not all black like it was in the past couple months or so. Daniels was in control until the end, where Garcia kicked a rope into Daniels, followed by a DDT for the pin. The Gates of Agony defeated Action Andretti and Darius Martin in a bit over six minutes, but a lot was done in this match until Gates hit the double-team facebuster as Bishop Colin pins Andretti for the win. <clears throat> the Righteous and Stu Grayson defeated Zach Patterson, McCray Martin, and Rip Impact. Very quickly here with Grayson doing all the work until they all did a triple-team powerbomb facebuster-like move as Vincent gets the easy pin. Big Bill and Lee Moriarty defeated the boys pretty easily with Moriarty getting the pen after hitting a kick as Big Bill hits a chokeslam on the apron to the other boy on the outside. We have a Ring of Honor Women's World Title Proven Ground match as Athena defeated Celia Sparks, who said is returning to ROH after nine years. Even though it's her first match with Ring of Honor, she used to be part of um, the House of Truth as she was with Scarlet Bordeaux. Athena had a shirt that says, Your mom is two nights is a two nut is tonight's local jobber. Kind of funny. Athena was able to stop Sparks after two minutes with a right forearm for the pen. Mark Briscoe defeated J.D. Drake and Tony Nese in a triple threat. This is supposed to be Drake versus Nice before the match. Nice said instead of having a match, they will do a group training. Drake said he's not going to waste his calories on the trash food here in Canada, and he only eats Dunkin' Donuts and Freedom Fries, not Poutine and Tim Hortons. Briscoe interrupts them and says it's now a three-way dance. Drake and Nice kept double-teaming Briscoe while doing workouts in between. Briscoe was able to catch Nice with the J-Driller for the win. Ian Riccomani kept saying how it's always been Briscoe's dream to capture the TV title, but we cut to Eddie Kingston over in Japan who said due to the G1, he can't be a death before dishonor, so instead he wants Mark Briscoe to go after Claudio Castagnoli and win the Ring of Honor World Championship and said it's his time. We cut to Briscoe who said he always wanted to win the TV title but now it's time to follow his brother's footsteps and win the World Championship. Claudio cuts in and says don't listen to Eddie Kingston and says he will show Briscoe his limits at death before dishonor and that Briscoe isn't ready. Diamante defeated Vanessa Craven in a nice two minute match hitting the code red on the much taller Craven for the win. We have a six way mayhem match as Brian Cage defeated Shane Taylor, Josh Woods, Willie Mack, Dalton Castle and Trent Seven. Seven making his Ring of Honor debut here. This match a bit over five minutes and all over the place and it kind of ended at a nowhere with Cage rolling up Mac after dodging a stunner for the pen. Wasn't too impressed with this six-way match. And in the main event, The Kingdom and Layla Hirsch defeated The Infantry and Trisha Dory. It was supposed to be Maria Canales Bennett in this match, but The Kingdom said that Maria isn't medically clear, so they brought out the returning Layla Hirsch to take her place. This is Hirsch's first match since April of 2022. Um, I know the referees in AEW and Ring of Honor are bad, but this finish was just mind-boggling. Maria's on the apron, and the referee, Paul Turner, starts telling her to get off, but she doesn't. So he then goes to Mike Bennett, who's just like randomly laying out on the apron and just starts telling him to move while Maria is up there attacking Trisha Dora. And then Layla follows this by putting on the cross arm breaker and Adora submits just as a referee, you know, randomly gets back in position. Hirsch gets interviewed after and says that she's here to stay in Ring of Honor and challenges anyone to come and try her. We go to MLW Fusion. Microman came out with Mr. St. Laurent and said it was officially Microman Day here in Philadelphia and started singing the Microman song until Davy Boy Smith Jr. interrupts them. Smith turned heel and starts attacking Microman, even hitting him with a power slam. It was revealed that St. Laurent was in cahoots with Smith and embraced him and told him to keep attacking Microman as Smith press slammed him onto other members of the MLW roster on the outside. We go to MLW World Middleweight Championship matches. Akira defeated Lince Dorado. Akira was able to counter Lince by snatching his mask off. Lince tried to continue by covering his face, but Akira trapped him in a death penalty to get the pen. We had another expose on who's behind the Beaumont Fight Club with four more suspects named in Conrad Thompson, Jim Cornette, Queen Latifah. Uh, Queen Latifah, yes. I, I stopped myself from saying that, but that was actually one of the choices. And Dixie Carter. Again, none of these people were the right one. 
And we found out on Never Say Never, which I have a report on PolishWrestling.com if you want to check out who's behind the Bomei Fight Club as well as some other happenings that happened at MLW. They announced that Taya Valkyrie has been fined and suspended for a week after attacking Dummy Exo last week. We get a video from The Calling, who kept calling out Jacob Fatu, as Ricky Shane Page says he'll, he will take the national title uh, away from him. Bandy Leon defeated Billy Starks pretty quickly here after some help from the calling outside and hitting the even flow DDT for the win. And the Samoan SWAT teams, Juicy Finau and Lance, Lance NOI, defeated one called Manders and Mance Warner of the second gear crew in a World Tag Team Championship match. Juicy gets the pin on Manders after splashing off the top rope with Warner on his back. On top of Manders, who was on a table, the calling came out after and attacked both teams and they kept brawling to end the show. On Women of Wrestling Superheroes, Reina Del Rey and Wrecking Ball, now going by the name The Last Call, defeated Crystal Waters and Sandy Shore, who together go by Spring Break 24-7, when Reina dropped Wrecking Ball off her shoulders on top of Shore for the pen. Team Spirits, Ariel Sky, Coach Campanelli, and Randy Rara defeated Exodus, Genesis, and Ice Cold of Exile after Coach hit Ice Cold with an Unprettier for the pen. The Disciplinarian and G.I. Jane defeated Americana and Jennifer Flores with Disciplinarian pinning Americana after hitting her with the TKO. And in the main event in a non-title match, the Mother Truckers defeated Miami Sweet Heat, the Tag Champions, when Holly Swag rolled up with Lindsey Carlson out of nowhere for the surprise pen, so I guess they're going to be getting a title shot after this. NWA Power returned with the season premiere. These are actually new tapings that just happened earlier this month from Chicago. Opening up in a non-title match, the brothers of Construction defeated Lover Bellion in a bit of an upset. Vampiro kept interfering, and the referee let it slide until Yabba the Clown rolled up Mecha Wolf for the surprise pen. So same thing as the last show. This is probably going to lead to a tag team title match. Ricky Morton defeated Koa Laksamana after Kerry Morton on the outside was flirting with Koa's valet, Kalis, and tripped up Koa as Ricky followed that with the Destroyer for the pen. We have a backstage promo for Samantha Starr, who challenged Kenzie Page for the women's TV title for next week, as Kobe Carino says that he'll take on Alex Taylor for the junior heavyweight title in a number one contenders match. Zion, that's what Z, the brother of Scion with a C, defeated Rolando Freeman by submission with a short arm scissor in his debut match. Still don't know who Zion is. If everybody knows, please let me know. Danny Deals debuted a new backstage show called DLZ, which is similar to TMZ, where he's talking about all the different rumors in the locker room. With QTV going on, do we need another like tabloid style show in wrestling? Uh, who's watching this anyway? Natalia Markova and Pretty Empowers Kylie Page, Ella Envy, and Roxy defeated Camille, Ruthie J, and M95 when Kylie hit a destroyer on Ruthie for the pin. Pretty Empower didn't allow Markova to celebrate with them as commentator says they were jealous that she's getting a women's title shot against Camille at NWA 75. In the main event for the National Heavyweight Championship, EC3 defeated Thribilly Silas Mason. Poyo Del Mar tried to stop EC3 from using the title, but Mason just shoved Poyo away as EC3 used the belt on Mason and got the roll-up pin. EC3, after the match, dropped the title, vacating it, and says that his intention is clear and he's going after Tyrus at NWA 75 for the World's Heavyweight Championship, so it looks like the National Heavyweight Championship has been vacated yet again. On NXT Level Up, Fallon Henley defeated Tatum Paxley after hitting a Shining Wizard, and Scripps defeated Kale Dixon after hitting a Top Rope Moonsault. On main event, J.D. McDonough defeated Akira Tozawa in a rematch from Worlds Collide in 2019, and McDonough gets to win after hitting the devil inside. And Apollo Crews defeated Riddick Moss. Commentary brought up how Emma isn't in Moss's corner like she usually is, and Crews gets to win after hitting a Samoan drop in a pretty good back-and-forth match. The only WWE Network edition of the week was WXW Fan, which is their Fan Appreciation Night 2023. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot of Dark. <laughs>